Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We record two Vegas update shows per week. We release them Tuesday and Friday on YouTube. We also combine them into this podcast released every Friday. On this week's show, we have a lot to discuss, including two robberies at Las Vegas casinos, how Bellagio is going to cover up the fountains for the Formula One race, Plus, Oscar Goodman, the famous Las Vegas mayor, has received a new statue. I'll take you to the South Point and review their primary restaurant, plus tell you what the casino is like and the crazy lines for the buffet. The world's largest hot tub party is coming to downtown Las Vegas. And Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are reuniting after 25 years to sell the strangest of products. You don't want to miss any of that, so stick around. As a reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content. That'd be posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. A written review is even better. Helps us out tremendously. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Let's hit it. So, Mark, uh, not to talk about him again, but did you see what Mattress Mac did when he went and collected his winnings in Las Vegas? He picked up $10 million at Aria, and he put it in a wheelbarrow, and he wheeled it himself onto the plane. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was struggle bussing it a bit, uh, you know, carrying because money's not uh, the lightest thing and he's a bit older. So it, it looked like he was struggling with it. It just seems weird. Like you think they'd just give you a check or whatever, but I'm sure he wanted it for the fun of it and to load it up to your plane. I don't know, making a big spectacle of it, probably not the smartest if people, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, people hopping in cabs after a robbery, you know, it seems like it would have been easier to go after his stuff. <laughs> yeah, but who else can say that they've wheeled a, a barrel full of $10 million Onto a plane. Yeah, he, he was struggling, but uh, no doubt uh, it was a good time now, once they okay. got on board. I've been thinking about this for like a week or two. If you won all this, I know you're supposed to pay customers back. Wouldn't you just be like, see ya, $72 million. I'm going somewhere. Liquidate my stores, whatever. Pay people with that money. But I'm going to take this and go. Like, what? <laughs> Maybe he took his private plane and uh, flew off to another country. (laughs) So let's talk about that Resorts World robbery. This was not covered, I don't think, in the local news at all. Maybe if it was, it was sort of on the down low. I was searching for it today. Uh, We saw it out of KTLA, I think, in LA. Somebody takes a taxi to Resorts World, strolls into the, uh, the cage, hands them a note, robs the cage, gets back in the same taxi, and drives away. They don't know where he is. They don't know who he is. They did find the taxi driver who didn't really know who the guy was. <laughs> Just another night in Vegas, I guess. wonder if he tipped him really well. Like, here's a couple hundred bucks. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the ride. But, you know, this is kind of a sad thing to see of how news stations are in the pockets of, you know, casinos and 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 this goes on everywhere, not just Vegas. Like if it's a big travel destination, they'll they won't you know talk about some things like people jumping and stuff like that, which is kind of sad because it needs to be covered. Like it's a problem, and this is a robbery. I know you don't want to like promote other people robber you know robbing stuff, but it should be covered. And it's kind of crazy that it's not. But how do they with all the cameras and everything? How does somebody walk in, give the note, walk out with a bag, doesn't get security on them, gets in a cab, which you know, it's not like it's ready to go. Like you have to go to the cab line, get it. It just seems like Resorts World really, <laughs> you know, do they have security? I think he used the same taxi. That's what I got based on the article. So he had the taxi waiting for him. So as like a getaway car. Okay. Like so saying, oh, I got to go cash in some chips, you know, just stay here. I'll be right back. Yeah. So I'm guessing by the time the cage hit the panic button or whatever, he was already out the door and, or, you know, he was already on his way out the door and they couldn't get there fast enough. The strange thing is they haven't been able to find him. 
obviously I'm sure they have surveillance video of him. So I'm sure they're looking for him, but it's crazy. There have been, there are robberies at these cages all the time. You know, there's usually armed robberies uh, and often people get away with them. That's the crazy thing. That's probably why they don't want it on the news. Uh, it's, it's strange. It's a strange, you, you would think a casino is Fort Knox, but uh, it's not Ocean's 11. Pretty easy to get in there. Yeah, I wonder what that note said. Like, <laughs> how good is that note that you just <laughs> give it up and don't, you know, I know it's not the, the employee's money. You don't want them to get hurt over, you know, a corporation's money that's probably insured for all this type of stuff. But, you know, you, when you second guess it, like, okay, he says he's, you know, what's this note say? Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Can you put uh, $5 million in a bag, please? I'd like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how much he took. There's still a lot that they're not uh, releasing, so... Hopefully they find him. Just a reminder uh, to be safe. Ocean's fourteen. A guy just walk. One of the guys. One of the fourteen <laughs> just walks in, grabs the money, hops in a cab, and leaves. And they're like, "Whoa, oh, yeah. okay, that works." Yeah, they're 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 busy spending months doing this elaborate plan, and one of them just walks in the casino. like, "Here it is, five minute movie, quickest movie ever." There yeah. you go. All right, so we have to talk about Formula One again, uh, just for a brief second, because MGM shocked us all with this. Bellagio grandstand thing that they're building out in front of the Bellagio fountains. We had always thought that you were going to have these great visuals of the cars going down the strip with the fountains behind them, but now you're going to have this like crazy grandstand. I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I think it looks like it's pretty high quality, but uh, no doubt this is going to be for MGM's big players. They're selling packages to sit there. This is separate from the Formula One tickets that went on sale. So buy or sell. Do you do you like this grandstand idea? Is this going to ruin everything? I mean, the, the dollar talks, right? I, I can't blame them. If I had front street property, like, I'm going to try to make money off of it, especially with how crazy some of these tickets are going for, like million-dollar packages are out there. To have it on the recording, would you give up all that money, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions, It's just so you can see the fountains? Maybe that draws more people in to visit your place. But everybody knows what Bellagio is in the fountains, so I don't think that that's a really big sell. Like, if it was just built, maybe I could see them having that argument, but... Since it's been around, I don't like it personally. I'd rather see the fountains on the, you know, the fountains on the show when you're watching the race and everything. But I can't blame them. Plus, it blocks people just walking down the street from stopping and watching. So I'm surprised Formula One didn't try to do this from the start. So this is the one big takeaway I had of that is that if you're not going to see the race and you don't have tickets, it's going to be an absolute mess to walk around Las Vegas. We know there's going to be a lot of people. As I've called. Yeah. I mean, we know there's going to be a lot of people. It'll be a mess anyway. But now you're seeing sidewalks are going to be closed uh you know it is interesting because the uh east side of the strip is going to be uh closed off so there'll be i guess pedestrian areas in there not quite sure how that's all going to work because they're driving on the west side of the strip as far as the course so it's just going to be a madhouse as you point out they're closing it off for pedestrians i don't blame mgm for doing the money and the, the fountains in their videos and stuff they do go high over the thing so you'll be able to see a little bit of the fountains uh, but uh, this is a way for them to get their high rollers here, bring people into the casino. So it's smart business, I think. And at least it looks nice. The one question people had was whether they're going to cut down the trees. There's a bunch of trees there on the sidewalk. I'm guessing they're going to figure out a way to build this over the trees. Just a guess. We don't really know. But uh, I, I can't imagine they're going to actually ruin permanently that frontage you know, with the visual and everything else by taking out trees and, and stuff like that. But I wonder what everybody out there thinks, because I know I saw on Twitter tons of people not happy about this. Others understand it. So uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think about they this uh, Bellagio thing. Built stands in the fountains, and that would have been awesome. Well, this is over the fountains. So it is over the fountains. So there you go. 
No, like and by right the way, in the middle. And by the way, if, you're, if your seat is like towards the back, you're going to get wet. I mean, that's the other thing about hey, this. Is it's like Lorev back in life. Yep, you got you got the splash zone. Those are the most expensive ones. All right, so let's talk about uh, Win since you brought up Lorev. And uh, more news about things we've been covering lately. We've covered the saga with Cosmo sort of banning filming on the casino floor. Or, I don't know, they had officially always banned filming but allowed you to film your slots. Then they didn't. Now they are doing it again as long as it's like handheld. And now Win has chimed in. Too many streamers, too many influencers. Win bans filming. Not even allowed to film your own play. So I'm kind of glad that we're finally getting official policies on this stuff. Because the official policies have always been no filming. And yet they've allowed it as, you know, social media has taken on. So at least we're getting stuff in writing. And I think that makes it easier for people to choose where to go. Yeah, I, I don't know if this will last long term. You know, people, it, it will go in waves. Like they'll shut down, then people will complain and they'll open it back up. You know, like Cosmo kind of backed off their stance. And I understand if they're trying to cut down on the, the tripods like we talked about last week and, and stuff like that, like actual physical things being in the way of other people. And I, I do understand sometimes people getting upset about other people filming them, especially if they're not supposed to be down there, you know, promise their wife or or husband that they wouldn't sit at the thing. You don't want that blowing up on social media and then being like, hey, what were you doing there? So I get that aspect of it, but uh, I, I don't think this sticks around long term. I think they'll just do like most casinos will allow you to film your own stuff handheld type of thing. Yeah, Wynn is a bit of a different cat, right? I mean, they have very high-end players. They have more of an Asian-Chinese vibe to their whole product just because they're so uh, heavily invested in Macau. And, you know, that that version of gambling is a little bit different. So I think they just take things a little bit more serious there. To the people who say they don't want to be on film when they're, like, in a casino or in public anymore, everybody has a cell phone. So whether there's a rule against filming or not, people are going to film you. So don't go to a crowded casino if you don't want to end up on social media. That's just my my thing. So yeah, I, I'm happy with this. I did want to say shout out to JR Food and Travels, our friends over there. They're the ones who uh, broke this on Twitter and uh, they do great work over there. So check them out uh, for that. But uh, yeah, bad news on the filming front. If you like to do that, I'm sure all those win high rollers will go somewhere else or win will just make a deal with them and allow them to film the really big channels. Yeah, they don't want to lose that business. So they'll do something if it becomes a problem, but we'll see. I've never really gambled at win because it did, it did seem too stuffy for me. So not my not my scene. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> well, your scene now. We'll switch to your scene, which is hanging out on pedestrian bridges, making trouble. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I sell water every weekend. <laughs> After I lose all my money, I just sit there selling <laughs> cold water. Hey, you got to make a living somehow. So I think you should actually consider just taking pictures with people. Uh, you would do pretty well out there. I think. There we go. So. <laughs> One thing that's been a huge issue is the pedestrians, right? People hanging out, whether it's playing music, uh, trying to sell stuff, whatever, on the pedestrian bridges. And, you know, the city, I think, had tried to pass something, making it illegal to stand on the pedestrian bridges, allowing the police to enforce that. Uh, but now they're just trying to put stickers on the ground that say, move it along. So uh, I think this is a good thing. I mean, hopefully it's a good reminder to people, like, move it along. They, like, this is they had to do something with those social distancing spots, so let's just <laughs> put another sticker on top. Yeah, they, they had the circle already there. They're like, this looks terrible. Let's just find something else. To <laughs> those are looking pretty scuffed up. Let's put a new sticker that nobody will pay attention to. Cool. Yeah, I I, I don't know. This isn't going to do anything. If, if they don't have a law in place, I don't think it will change anything. You know, that, that had to be enforced. We're like on Fremont Street. They have it. It's a law. They have to stay in the circle or whatever. It's enforced. So it works there, you know, unless there's something to enforce this with. It's just 
it's just paper mache. Like, I don't know. It's decorations. It does look Christmassy, so they put it in the right time of the year. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, to your point, the people who are hanging out on the bridges aren't the people who are going to listen to a sticker. Uh, the other people, you know, people might stop and take a picture or something like that, but people aren't, you know, spending their days and nights up there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing, but hopefully this helps move it along. But yeah, so many people hanging out on those bridges there. Some of them are really, really not very pleasant to cross anymore. Others are okay. So uh, whatever they can do to make them a little bit better, I say go for it. All right. And last thing, Mark, the world's largest hot tub party coming to Circa. So this is a very interesting way for them to brand Stadium Swim. Because as we know, it's open all winter long. They heat the pools, I think, to 92 degrees. Heated with urine. <laughs> no, that's in the summer, Mark. That keeps them extra warm when it's busy. In the winter, they actually just use the heaters because there's not enough people out there to uh, to keep it uh, keep that temperature up. But they're doing these theme parties. So there's like an 80s themed party. Um, there's a couple other ones. You know, general admission from like $15. It said 20 on their site, but for the 80s party, I saw general admission at $15, which, you know, that's pretty cheap. That's as cheap as it ever is. And uh, yeah, you're going to have like Instagrammable place, like a Instagram wall or a photo opportunity. They're going to have like special alcohol and drinks and like a ski chalet set up. So uh, yeah, I mean, they're a good way to bring people into that pool complex, which by the way, I think that's the best time to visit. That's when I visited. It's very nice. It's cool outside, warm in the pools and a lot less people. Yeah, and they said they're going to have robes for everybody, which I'm sure is going to be costly. Uh, So that'll be interesting. And I wonder what, like, the servers are going to wear and stuff. I'm sure it'll be, like, festive and kind of fun. You know, normally they're in bikinis. You can't do that in the winter. So I'm curious to see what what they kind of come up with for to fit into this theme. But, yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, Circa comes up with the best promos, I think, in Vegas as far as, you know, the way they set up things and encourage people to come and, in these packages that they put together, I think it's pretty unique and, and they really show off their best areas. Uh, and this is one of their best areas is uh, stadium swim. So I think it's a good thing. I definitely would check it out if I was in town, you know, especially if it's 15 bucks, why not? And they have u- unique drinks that they're only having there and, and a whole bunch of stuff. They're not just like, Hey, come our pools are heated. Come check it out. Like they're actually putting in some effort into it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I checked out the prices for all of the things from cabanas to daybeds. It all seems pretty much in line with what they uh, normally charge. You know, it's a minimum spend, things like that. So you can be a fire pit next to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're going to want to stay warm. So that's the one thing. If it gets windy or something, that's when we visited. It was so windy. It was brutally cold outside. But the pools were really nice. So, And we got a free cabana because the wind was crazy. So who, who knows what will happen. But these parties looking good. And like I said, this is a, a brilliant way for Circa to kind of market what they already have. And also play into their whole fact that they're this, you know, party kind of, I don't know, bro-like kind of place, right? Come and have these these big parties, these hot Sausage fest parties. in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> the world's <laughs> largest winter sausage fest coming to downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> Very, very soon. Eat your sausages on our, in our hot tubs. Let's go. So uh, later this week, we have two shows a week. We release another one on Friday. I'll talk about South Point. I just went there. I know we talked a little bit about the history of Michael Gahn and stuff. Went to the South Point. Had a little old school stuff there. It was fun. The buffet line was crazy. We'll talk all about that on Thursday's show. As a reminder, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you receive notifications of all of our videos. As I said, we do two videos a week. And most importantly, we want to talk to you guys. Let us know what you guys think about now. Win with banning the uh, filming, the Formula One, Bellagio Grandstand, all the stuff we talked about on the show. Hit me up in the comments. Resorts World can't afford to lose any more money. Quit stealing from them, please. Yes, please. (laughs) 
Leave Resorts World alone. Go to Virgin. Bankrupt that place. <laughs> God, don't do that. So, Mark, did you see that Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson are now selling edibles as a commemoration of their fight 25 years ago where Tyson bit off Holyfield's ears? What's, <laughs> what is the world coming to? What are we going to see next? Hey, anything for a buck. Uh, I mean, I think it's funny they said if I was on weed back then, I wouldn't have bitten his ear. Like I would have been more mellow. So <laughs> <laughs> that's about as good as a campaign as you can put together. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that they're doing it together too. And you know, it, it's just kind of the world we're in now. Take advantage of anything you can, really. I guess. Yeah, Tyson apparently has this Tyson 2.0 products, edible products already out, and Holyfield's going to come out with his own products, and then they have this joint product. They're going to be on sale in Arizona, Illinois, Nevada, and New Jersey, so soon you'll be able to go take a bite out of Holyfield's ear and then feel pretty good afterwards, so good times. So weird, so weird. <laughs> Let's get into the news today, and today we're going to talk about the old Riviera lot, specifically that 10 acres that's in front of the new West expansion of the convention center. And you know what that's right next to? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Riviera, at least, is uh, right next to the best restaurant in Vegas, right? Peppermill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Peppermill is going to be very happy about this. Uh, but also Resorts World Fountain Blue are right there. And uh, specifically when they built this, they built the West expansion on the backside of the property so that they could sell off this 10 acres of strip frontage. And uh, they actually made this sale before COVID to a Chilean businessman, Claudio Fisher. And of course, with COVID, things sort of fell through. Eventually, they put him back on the burner. And now this deal is set to close probably by the end of the month, if not by December 15th, $120 million for this 10 acres. That money's all going to go towards renovating the old halls at the convention center. So we don't know what he's going to do, though. I mean, uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but we have to think a casino is going to go there, right? I guess. Do you think it will do well, though? Like, that's kind of a tough little pocket to be in. I mean, I know Resorts World is there, which they're already kind of struggling being a little bit on their own. Wynn can make that area work because... You know, it's wind and people are going to go and they don't mind being just on that resort. But you don't have that same connectivity that you have on Fremont or even, you know, uh, further south on the Strip. So I wonder, you know, maybe Peppermill should just expand. He should just open up a really, really big Peppermill. That'd be cool. Yeah, like the Peppermill <laughs> Hotel in Reno. I don't know. I mean, he so there's only 10 acres there. So that is a small lot. I mean, let's not uh, play around with that. It's a very small lot. He has until 2031 to start building. So he has time to figure this out. If he doesn't do that, then the convention and visitors authority can buy the land back. But this guy, he's a, uh, he owns airlines, a bunch of stuff, including the Monticello resort in uh, Santiago, Chile and the Park Hyatt Mendoza, which is a hotel that's in Buenos Aires that I've heard lots of good things about. So he knows high-end properties. And, you know, this is going to be very convenient to the convention center, basically right in front of it. So you won't even have to, like, cross a street. So, and you know, I can't imagine the hotel portion would be all that big given the acreage. But, yeah, I think I, I think there's room there for a small casino, high-end, attract business travelers. You're also going to have Fountain Blue open by that time you also have resorts were right there and so that's a little bit more synergy on the north strip uh to draw people up there yeah if he goes uh you know high end i think it could work with a smaller property you pretty much have to either you have to go really high end or just uh slots of fun low end i guess <laughs> but when you're paying that kind of price tag for 10 acres i don't think you're gonna go low end you know so that would be my guess plus with him uh owning park hyatt's and stuff like that 
and being in that market already. Maybe this will be like another Hyatt tie-in, you know, because he has history with them. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, he clearly wanted to pursue this. He's been going after this piece of land for several years. And as you point out, you'll be steps away from Peppermill. So what could be better than that? But yeah, this if should they close can stay to... open and get people to work there, man. Yeah. Yeah. When I there walked over there at 9 p.m. and the door was locked, I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you guys think about this. Are you excited for another new possible casino? We have the Tillman Fertitta Casino on the South Strip. We have this. We have the Dream Resort on the South Strip. Uh, Majestic has been announced for just across on Convention Center Drive. So a lot of new projects announced. Of course, all net arenas still in the mix with some hotels as well on the North Strip if that ever happens. <laughs> so I'm still I mean I'm still down Fountain Blue when you say like, oh, it should be open by then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll believe it when the door's open. Along. They're only a year away. So uh, we're we're getting close. We're getting close. It's too late a year to turn in dog back years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another casino was robbed, uh, which is sort of crazy. We talked hey. on the last Chris Angel needs money. He can't sell tickets. So, I mean, don't don't hate on him too much. He's just, he's got a taxi cab driver driving him around, stealing money. Making that money disappear. He makes it, makes it disappear. Yeah, it's magic. It's not really theft <laughs> if you make it disappear, right? There you go. So he's going to get away with it. But this time it was the Gold Coast, and it was happening in the early evening hours. Not as much detail. He didn't take a taxi, but he did get away with it. Last On the last show when we talked about Resorts World and that robbery, which, by the way, they released so little about, whereas the Gold Coast, I think they released a little bit more about the suspect and everything else. So who knows what's going on with all of that. But people were saying that in a lot of casinos, the security is trained not to engage. They don't want to have any armed conflicts. It used to be Vegas security guards were all armed or significant amount of them were. I know when I worked back at MGM Grand in the day, they were all ex-Marines uh, and they were all armed. But nowadays, most casino security is not armed. So it makes sense that they wouldn't want to engage somebody running out of a casino after they robbed it. So that's probably what happens. It's probably if you don't have a good way to detain them, let them go and let the police follow up. Obviously, you're going to be on a million cameras. So, But another casino rob, so that's two in a week. Yeah, craziness. Kind of makes me think like Halloween's the, the, you know, just put some face paint on like you're dressed up and go rob some casinos because they won't do anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. Don't go out there and do that and no. say, I told you to. Uh, but no, it's kind of crazy. I'm surprised they had 30K just kind of lying around in the cage at 5.30 p.m. And that's another thing at 5.30 p.m. Seems like a random time, but probably a bit busier with people coming in after work or, or you know, gambling a little bit before dinner type of thing but you just don't expect it to happen during regular hours you know uh, vegas is a little bit crazy right now crazy indeed so uh, hopefully they catch this person and uh, hopefully we don't see any more stories of uh, of robberies i mean like i said it does happen people do get away a lot of the time a lot of times they're also caught later or most of the time i would say almost all of the time so not that there there have been a few that have never been solved but for the most part they catch these guys later so Hopefully that happens, keeping everybody safe. Maybe it'll be like that one guy that the story came out, was it earlier this year or whatever, that on his deathbed he he admitted to robbing a bank or something when he was younger and he kept it a secret all that time. That's the thing. You got to rob one thing and then never do it again. You always get caught on the follow-up robberies. <laughs> yeah, and 30000 is a lot of money, but also not enough to go escape to Mexico for the rest of your life and disappear True. on a beach in Zihuatanejo. All right. So we did, uh, we talked on the last show, I teased that we went to the South Point and I wanted to talk about that just a little bit. Um, I talked a little bit about the history of South Point a couple shows ago in that it was originally the South Coast as part of Coast Casinos along with Gold Coast, Orleans, Sun Coast. And uh, that 
company was sold off to Boyd Gaming, and Michael Gahn, who owned Coast Casinos, became part of their board, eventually left, and he agreed to purchase the South Point, uh, and he renamed it South Coast to South Point, and it's been there for, what, about 15 years or so, and this is one of those, like, mega local casinos. They have a bowling alley. They have a movie theater. They have the largest equestrian space in all of Las Vegas, so anytime there's a big horse event, they have it there. Um, They have tons of rooms, really nice, you know, four-star level rooms. I haven't stayed there in a while, but the rooms are much better than you would expect off the Strip. So a lot of people use this casino for tourism. They actually stay there. It's a couple miles south of the proper Las Vegas Strip, and I was there on Saturday night, and it was busy. Did you see that buffet line? I mean... I cannot imagine waiting in a line. For, it had to be at least two hours long. Yeah, I don't know that any food is worth that, much less a buffet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it like four ninety nine? I don't understand why you'd stand there. And this is why you need those uh, those platinum cards that you cut the line or diamond. You know, I I don't know how people do it, but I, I guess it just shows how much people want buffets and how few there are in Vegas right now. But I've never really been a huge buffet guy. I don't think the value is there for me the way I eat, but uh, definitely would not wait two hours for anything. I don't care if it's like melting your mouth, the best food you've ever had. Two hours is a long time to stand. And it's crazy because people do this on the regular. Now, that night was Veterans Day weekend, and people are saying that South Point was offering free buffets for veterans. So that could have caused more of a a crowd. But I have seen similar crowds at South Point, at Palms. Of course, Caesars Bacchanal always has a crazy line. To your point, I always use my diamond membership. That really comes in handy at Bacchanal, where you can skip past the lines. Yeah, it's like 31 bucks uh, for their weekend buffet, and it has prime rib and a bunch of other stuff, but uh, reviews are mixed. I didn't wait two hours. I just uh, I just filmed them. Uh, we went to prime yeah, rib. How much was the prime rib at the restaurant that you ended up going to and not waiting two hours? Yeah, so I'll talk about that in a second. I did want to talk about the casino, though, because it was packed full of people. Uh, I really like the South Point. It's a very large casino, and they have a good mixture of, like, new kind of slot machines along with some of the older ones, which, you know, I have some nostalgia from just seeing those, and Jasmine likes to play those, so it was nice to do that. Jasmine sat down at a Buffalo machine, hit a pretty big bonus, like a $300 bonus, pretty much right away. So that covered dinner, left up quite a bit and then uh you know so it was a good night there but the tables were packed uh, it was just busy everywhere so that was interesting to see good to see and we ate it primarily prime rib and this is back in the day when they had all the coast casinos they would have a prime rib restaurant along with the steakhouse they also had their like specialty brands like uh kate's corner ice cream which i think is michael gone's daughter's name they used to have back at their other casinos these are all gone now called terrible mike's which was like a a hamburger spot where they made homemade hamburgers and it was fantastic, had a toppings bar, all of that. So it had its own little like ecosystem. And a lot of that still exists at the South Point, including primarily Prime Rib. And this restaurant isn't fancy, but it's trying to sort of maybe be like Lowry's Prime Rib, something like that. If you like table side service, it's really cool because you get table side tossed salad, you get table side, like the potatoes are all dressed table side. So you get that type of service that you might get in a higher Do they restaurant. smash them with their hand? <laughs> no, no smash. They need to do that and then raise double the prices. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but I think the regular prime was $23, which isn't bad. And that actually includes the salad and a potato or vegetable. And the baked potatoes are huge there. So yeah, they come and they toss the salad table side, which is really nice. Uh, we've been going here for several years. The last time we were there was just a few days before the shutdown in March of 2020 for our anniversary and the atmosphere was strange, right? Everybody was just a little bit afraid. 
It was good to be back there. Unfortunately, it wasn't as good as it's been in the past. Uh, the prime rib was just okay. Jasmine's prime rib, she ordered it medium, came out pretty much well done, and the, the service was really slow. So I'd say the primer was good, and for 23 bucks, including salad and everything else, I think it's still a pretty good deal. But uh, I was hoping to be able to come on here and recommend it a little bit more, but the service was very, very slow. Oh, I was hoping you'd say it was really good because, you know, my wife loves prime rib, and she used to love the, uh, what was it, Mad Onion or whatever at Hooters, the old Dan Marino restaurant area. They had like a nine ninety nine prime rib deal that she said was actually pretty good, surprisingly, uh, and it tasted good. So, you know, that's been gone for a long time, but I was hoping that this would be better. I've never understood the whole uh, tableside toss salad. Like, wh- why is that a thing? What? what? Why do we need to watch somebody go like this before they put it on a plate? It just seems so <laughs> stupid. See, I, I like the novelty like... of it. I like it. I like just come here and toss my <laughs> yeah, salad. Yeah, you just complained that service was slow when you have a person. They could do the one salad for everybody and put it on a plate. But they're going to come out there and just you watch them move uh, spoons around and uh, mix some stuff up. I don't know. I've always thought it was a weird thing. Like tableside carving, cool. I get it. But tableside salad, I don't know. It just it never really made sense to me. For a long time, I would say that this place was a hidden gem um, because the prime rib is really good. It's it's high quality. But, you know, this time it came out a little bit cold. As you know, they pre-cooked prime rib, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it just was it was like an average experience, three out of five or something like that. In the past, I would have said four, four and a half out of five based on my other experiences. So maybe this is just a one-off bad experience. But the prime rib was still good. It was just a little cold and it wasn't as flavorful as it has been in the past, in my opinion. But it's still a good deal at 23 bucks, especially considering the prices of everything else. I actually had the bigger cut, which I think was $36, and it, I really didn't need it. You know, I convinced myself, oh, I'm hungry, I'll have a bigger cut, but I basically only ate half of it. So I would recommend the, the normal one. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I Go to the South Point if you've never been there. It's a cool place. You got movies, you got, uh, you know, all kinds of restaurants, a really cool sports book. They still sell those like dollar hot dogs at the sports book there. Uh, the Del Mar Deli yes. is home to some of the best bagels in Vegas. Uh, they're owned by Bagel Cafe. So yeah, a lot a lot going on there. So I'm glad to kind of highlight it. And uh, if you're ever needing a place to stay and the strip is crazy and you can find a room at South Point, I think it's a good option if you have a car because uh, you can get around and you have just about everything there uh, that you would need. They even have a showroom. So they have so much there for a, for a local's casino. They just don't build them like that anymore. They don't have any Gordon Ramsay restaurants, though. Like, that's the, the key to success is Gordon Ramsay ice cream. Gordon Ramsay prime rib. <laughs> hey, but they got they got Kate's Corner ice cream. Old school. There you go. They just need to bring back Terrible Mike's hamburgers. If you if anybody out there remembers those hamburgers, let me know in the in the comments. It was like sort of a Fuddruckers, Flaky Jake's kind of concept. It was really they could good. Sell, they could sell hamburgers with a bite out of it for Terrible Mike's, you know, like an ear. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Terrible Mike. Yeah, the other thing is they also still have their coffee shop with like the Chinese menu that they used to have at those other properties. You know, it's not the most authentic Chinese food, but for, you know, sort of Americanized style, Chinese food is surprisingly good. So yeah, check it out. Glad to be able to show you guys some of that. Now, I did want to talk about, did you see Oscar Goodman? Now, wasn't it like a year ago that he got his statue out in front of the Oscars restaurant at Plaza with Tony Spilatro, which is the famous guy a mobster who was made famous by the movie casino and uh, now apparently he has a second statue that they've unveiled outside of the fifth street school in las vegas and as expected he's drinking a martini yeah it seems (laughs) 
seems weird. Any other city, could you imagine them, you know, uh, putting up multiple statues of a guy that, uh, you know, protected criminals, essentially? Like, that was his job. I know it's like a big history of Vegas, and, and now since it's looking back, it's thought about, like, fondly and, and jokingly and all that. But it just seems so strange to any other... Could you imagine, like, New York City putting up a statue of, like, the mob boss's lawyer there? <laughs> hey, that's uh, totally Vegas. He did such yeah. a great job of, like, the end of the mob era came, and he sort of reinvented himself, became mayor, and became this beloved figure here. And, uh, yeah, it, it's sort of insane when you think about the history. I mean, he even played himself in the movie Casino, which is just sort of nuts. And I think that was the start of his, like, celebrity almost. So, I mean, good for him. He's getting up there in years. His wife, Carolyn, is still the mayor of Las Vegas. So the Goodmans have, you know, they've really been good to Las Vegas, especially to downtown. That's been their focus through both of their mayorships is to revitalize downtown. And we've seen so much of that. And uh, yeah, good to see him get the statue. Of course, he had the showgirls, one on each arm. So he's still doing it Oscar Goodman style. So good to see that and uh, head downtown. It's just a few blocks from Fremont Street if you want to go see that statue. Every time I hear Goodman, I just want to say, call Saul Goodman. (laughs) Better call Saul. (laughs) On next week's show, we're going to talk about all of the holiday pop-ups, bars, events you can go to in Las Vegas. So don't miss that. We have a lot to discuss on that, a lot of cool stuff, especially, you know, the big events that you know about, but also cool little pop-ups that are doing specialty drinks and things like that. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you think about anything we've talked about today, the Oscar Goodman statue, that land out in front of uh, the convention center, the old Riviera lot, what's going to happen there. Hit us up in the comments. If you like the channel, don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell. So you receive notifications of all of our videos. We're releasing two a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. And uh, we'll see you guys back here on Tuesday. Thanks for watching. See you next week. <laughs>